Hello folks, Phil here, and Sam here. So today, we will be doing Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel of Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, anyways, folks, we'd really like to remind you that we do not take into consideration reading your comments. We're sorry, but we do not, we cannot read your comments because we have, because we have no access uh, to the thing to the programs we use streaming to what we do we, we do we just don't have the time you don't have the time so far i can't figure out how to do it and but we uh we're we're making it work so uh we're making it work but you uh we are making it work though so you don't have to so you don't have to worry if um if you do have complaints, uh, we're sorry we can't get to them because we cannot read comments. Uh, we'll try our best. We're trying our... a cool environment with fans. And, uh, yeah, uh... We would have a few more interviews, but because of COVID-19... We cannot do interviews. Well, we've always had COVID. It's just the last interview we did was... We actually did an in-person interview, but... Anyways, uh, besides that, uh, when do you think we should, uh, are we gonna, do you have any other announcements, Phil? Because I don't. Uh, oh, uh, wait, wait, I have another announcement. No, I, uh, can oh, I say? okay. I know what you're going to say. We will not be reading any other books that we announced except the Pushcart War because we want to make it through Harry Potter as fast as we can. After Harry Potter, we're reading the Seeker series. Yeah, we're, we're I will be reading the Pushcart War series. Uh, there's only one book to the pushcart war. I mean, just the pushcart war. After this book. And actually, uh, Phil will actually be doing all the segments by himself. Uh, but instead of doing it chapter by chapter slowly, he will be reading the book at a faster pace than... Uh, well, the chapters are really short, you see. And there's about, like, 30 or 40 chapters. So I just think that it's recorded into historical segments... So, so, yeah, they're really short because they uh, Actually, he'll be reading uh, the whole thing in uh, in uh, segments, so pretty much he'll, it'll take about the same amount of time as it takes us to record a Harry Potter podcast episode uh, as it would to take to record a Pushcart War episode. And we're hoping that he can really cram it down really fast because we really don't want to spend too much time on the Pushcart War. And uh, Phil will actually be doing it by himself. So, uh, folks, if you like it when I read, uh, sorry. Uh, Sam, I just have something to say. Will you do what I do? Uh, I don't know what you do, so I can't really do much. You don't do much in the, in the process of making Actually, I am the backbone, you have to admit. Uh, yes, you are. I give you all the thoughts. Actually, I think as our as our um podcast head reader i think i'll be reading all the books well actually well he'll well sam will be reading the pushcar war although uh uh i will be reading the secret series though i will be reading the secret series yeah i'm just gonna say something sam if we get to the secret series i'll be reading it sam you're kind of like the heart of this operation but i'm more of the brain because actually I you're I the heart of the operation i'm i'm all i do is the reading you do everything else i know but that would be the heart because i'm the brain who figures out more of okay okay we get it you get it you're not supposed anyways uh i'd really like it if i could get to uh the shout outs now so are we if you're almost finished 
Uh, yes, nearly. I'm just going to say the Secret Series is one of my favorite books. I haven't finished book three yet because I cannot find it. I misplaced it. Okay. Well, with that all aside, I think we're ready for shout-outs, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh... Oh, wait, I forgot something. I think I'm going to make a poster board on the books, but... We're not 100% sure yet. Uh, no, I will do it maybe on Sun. No, that's when I have my soccer practice. So, anyways, yeah. Anyways, now I will continue. Uh, today we'd like to give our shout-outs to the many listeners who listen to our podcast. Uh, my first shout-out We only is, have 19 at the most. Okay, we only have... My first shout-out is to our listener in Sweden, who may or may not be listening to this right now. But, uh, thank you for listening and tuning into our podcast. It's been a great honor for you to, uh, listen to our podcast, and we're really ha- excited that we have some people in some pretty foreign countries. Oh, and my first shout-out is going to be... Actually, the I, people in Peru. Okay. Actually, uh, I thank do, you, Peruvian. Fan. Thank you, Phil. I I kind of do all these shout outs. Uh, thank you, Peruvian people. Uh, we enjoy that we have some foreign listeners and that. Uh, I actually have a lot more. Sh- we have a lot more. Shout well, outs no, no. You. How about you do the German? I do the British. And I'll just do. do I'll just do all the. Sh- I I try to. I want to do all the shout outs. Because I'm usually faster with the shoutouts. Hey, I get to do some. Fine, you can do you can do the uh well okay. Uh I'd like to shout out to our Brazilian listeners. Uh, I already did that. Oh, you already did the Brazilian. And listeners. we don't have any Brazilian. We have per No, we do have Brazilian. We have Brazilian listeners. Uh Brazilian listeners, if you're listening to this right now, uh thank you for listening to our podcast. No, it's not Brazil. Brazilian. We only have Peru. No, we have Brazilian, I swear to you, and we've got Peruvian too. No, I just stop. Just we no, we only have one, and that's Peru. Okay, we're gonna check. We're we're gonna check, but if we if we do have Brazilian listeners, shout out to you. If we don't, eh. But anyways, our next listeners are our German listeners. Uh, thank you, listeners from Germany, for listening to our beautiful Harry Potter podcast. Uh, it's been very exciting that you've been listening to our podcast. And, uh, Phil, if you'd like to continue with some more shout-outs. Oh, yeah, the, of course, the British listeners, because, you know, Harry Potter wouldn't be here without Britain, and all of Britain's exquisite cafes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's actually where J.K. Rowling wrote her books. She sketched them out in cafes. Anyways, thanks to all, thank you all of our British listeners. And thank you for all our American listeners listening to our fun and entertaining podcast. Uh, uh, also, uh, thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, why don't we continue? Just say, take it away, Sam, and, you'll, and we'll get, get this thing started. Yeah, but first, I'm going to check before we start reading. So... I'm not going to say it just yet. I'm going to say it in in the next bit. Um, it turns out that we forgot our listeners from Ireland, so I'm sorry. And uh, can I give this a shout thank out? you to the our Ireland listeners? And Irish also, listeners. it turns out that it is our we have one percent from Brazil. I'm sorry, our Brazilian okay. listeners, uh, and I'm sorry, you. our Ireland listeners. Irish listeners. Irish listeners. We're sorry, Irish listeners. Anyways, thank you for 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. And again, we're so sorry for forgetting you. We're so sorry for forgetting you. Uh, And so, because also Irish listeners are like 15%, and the rest is just 1%. And American listeners are actually 76% of our podcast. Oh, yeah, of course, because America is where the biggest sales for Harry Potter is. Plus, we have something like 7 billion people as of now. No, we don't. What's 7 million? We don't have, we don't have that many listeners. I'm talking about the population in America. Oh, I think we have like 700, I think we have like 2 billion or something. It wasn't 2 billion because... No, it's 2 billion, trust me. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, if we can please continue. I want to continue. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, without further ado, come on, say your bit. Take it away, Sam! Chapter 9. The Midnight Duel. Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The Midnight Duel. Come on, Sam. Oh, I thought you broke up. Uh... Harry had never believed he would meet a boy he hated more than Dudley. But that was before he met Draco Malfoy. Still, first-year Gryffindors only had potions with the Slytherins, so they didn't have to put up with Malfoy much. So, so they, oh, yeah. Or at least they didn't have, they didn't, didn't until they spotted a notice pinned up in the Gryffindor common room that made them all groan. Flying lessons would be starting on Thursday, and the Gryffindor and Slytherin and Gryffindor and Slytherin would be learning together. Typical, said Harry darkly. Just what I always wanted, to make a fool of myself on a broomstick in front of Malfoy. He had been looking forward to learning how to fly more than anything else. You don't know you'll make a fool of yourself, said Ron reasonably. Anyway, I know Malfoy's always... Going on about how good he is at Quidditch, but I think that's all talk. Malfoy certainly did talk about flying a lot. He complained loudly about first years never getting on the house Quidditch teams and told long, boastful stories that always seemed to end with him narrowly escaping muggles and helicopters. He wasn't the only one, though. There was Seamus Finnegan. The way Seamus Finnegan told it, he spent most of his childhood zooming around the countryside on his broomstick. Even Ron, who would tell anyone that who'd listen about the times he had almost hit a hang glider on Charlie's old broom, everyone from wizarding child families talked about Quidditch constantly. Ron already had a big argument with Dean Thomas, who shared their dormitory about soccer. Or football, for you British listeners. Ron couldn't see... What was exciting about a game with only one ball where no one was allowed to fly. Harry had caught Ron prodding Dean's poster of West Ham soccer team, trying to make the players move. Neville had never been on a broomstick in his life because his grandmother had never led him near one. Privately, Harry felt he'd... She'd been had been, had a good reason because Neville managed to have an extraordinary number of accidents, even with both feet on the ground. Hermione Granger was almost as nervous as flying as Neville was. Oh, um, I just have a comment. If Neville was sailing a ship, I don't think it'd survive one day out on the water. Oh, that's a cool thing. 
Oh, it's not cool. It's the same. I said it's a bad thing. Oh. Bill, could I have the breadstick, please? No, the breadstick. Thank you. Bill, not Bill. I said Bill, not Bill. Wow. Anyways. I can take over while you're eating. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chew with your mouth closed. No eating while. Reading. He wasn't the only... Oh, wait. I read that. You know what? I'm going down to the main part of the studio to get some. No, you're staying up here, Phil. I'm not. Or else we're going to throw this ball at you. Why do you want to leave, though? Oh, come on. Just continue reading. I'll be back. You said you didn't want one. I can't read if you're not here. (laughs) Well, then. Oh, yes. Sam. Continue reading. I will have nothing. Here, I didn't bite this part either. No Okay, we can. My continue. saliva didn't even touch it. Just continue okay. reading. Neville had never been on a broomstick in his life. Oh wait. Hermione Ranger was almost as nervous as about flying as Neville was. This was something you can learn to fly by heart out of a book. Not that she hadn't tried. At breakfast on Thursday. She bored them all with stupid flying poops she'd gotten out of a library book called Quidditch Through the Ages. Neville was hanging on to her every word, despite this word for anything that might help him hang onto his broomstick. But later, everyone else was very pleased when Hermione's lecture was interrupted by the arrival of the mail. Harry hadn't, hadn't had a single letter since Hagrid's note. Something that Malfoy had been to notice, of course. Malfoy's eel owl was already bringing him packages of sweets from home, which he had opened gloatingly at the Slytherin table. A barn owl brought Neville a small package from his grandmother. He opened it excitedly and showed them a glass ball, the size of a large marble, which seemed to be full of white smoke. It's a remember-all, he explained. Grand knows I forget things. Hey, Sam. This tells you if there's something you've forgotten to do. Look. You hold it tight like hey, this, and it turns red. Oh. His face fell because the remember-all had suddenly glowed starlit. You've forgotten something. Uh, yes, what is it, Phil? Oh, it's just that what if Neville forgets the remember-all? That's kind of now you need another remember-all. Yeah, what's he supposed to do if it's the size of a large marble, probably this big? How are you supposed to fit it into your pocket? Mainly, also, yeah, how yeah. is... It's like this guy is like a, a large marble like that. Like those marbles, you like the marble that you flick into the other marbles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just find out, you know, I just have something to say about that game. Just that it's I, pretty boring, isn't it? No, it's not. It's just that if there's no points, like, how is there someone who can win? Well, there's rules, and I don't know the rules. Okay. Mm, no one's trying to remember what he'd forgotten when Draco Malfoy, who, who was passing the Gryffindor table, snatched the remember out of his hand. Harry and Ron jumped to their feet. 
They were half hopping for a reason to fight hoping for a reason to fight Malfoy, but Professor McGonagall, who could spot trouble quicker than any teacher in the school, was there in a flash. What's going on? Malfoy Malfoy's got my remember all, Professor. Scowling Malfoy quickly dropped the remember all back onto the table. Just looking, he said. Sorry. Just looking, he said, and he hopped, sloped away with Crab and Goyle behind him. At 3.30 that afternoon, Harry and Ron and the other Gryffindors hurried down the front steps onto the ground for their first flying lesson. It was a clear, breezy day, and the grass rippled under their feet as they marched down the sloping lawns towards a smooth, flat lawn on the opposite side of the grounds to the fo forbidden forest whose trees were swayed. Uh, do you mind crossing the because I'm like, yeah, that's what I have to say. Uh, so, do you mind entertaining our listeners with something else? Mm, uh, we could just stop the segment. Not just what? Oh, uh, folks, if you haven't heard, uh, the, folks, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, a new Mulan movie was recently, um, a movie, a new movie on Disney Plus was recently released. You can stream it now for only $30. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, um, let's see. Uh, is there anything else? Um, oh, also, there was an earthquake that happened right near. Uh, I'll be right back. What happened in. Uh, what was it again, Phil? Uh, uh, sorry, I had the broad stick in there. Oh, what? The place where the earthquake happened. Did you get me another one? Oh, you didn't get me another one. Freehold. Oh, freehold. Yeah, freehold. There hasn't been a earthquake in New Jersey for how many years was it again? I don't know. Anyways, let's I think it's something like fourteen years. Anyways, okay. flat lawn on the opposite side of the grounds to the Forbidden Forest, whose trees were swaying darkly in the distance. The Slytherins were already there, and. So were twenty broomsticks lying near, lying, lying in neat lines on the ground. Harry had heard Fred and George Weasley complain about the schoolroom, saying that some of them started to vibrate if he flew too high or always flew slightly to the left. Their teacher, Madame Hooch, arrived. She had short gray hair and yellow eyes like a hawk. I find that very impossible. I uh, I feel like. It's possible. Humans it, are not. Humans cannot have yellow eyes. Uh, actually, you can. I mean, anything's really. No. I think if you take really bad care of your eyes, like if you uh, look yeah. at something in the distance for very long periods of time, your eyes will eventually. Actually, you can use contacts to change the color of your eye. There are certain types of contacts that you can use. It's not that because actually, I remember something it was like a book and harry asked um i think it was george or not george uh 
what was the father's name again? Um, Arthur. Oh, yeah, Arthur Weasley. If, um, yes, Arthur Weasley. If someone wore contacts and Arthur asked, what are contacts? Lenses. Well, maybe he just edited her eyes magically. I don't think so. Anyways, if we could please continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, here he glanced. Okay, uh, the teacher, Madame Poutet, arrived. She had short gray hair and yellow eyes like a hawk. Well, what are you waiting for? She barked. Everyone stand by a broomstick. Come on, hurry up. Harry glanced down at his broom. It was old and some of the twigs stuck out at odd angles. Stick out your right hand over your broom, called Madame Hooch. Oh, um. And say, up. Sam? Yes. You know, I remember one of the brooms name. Harry actually had a broom. It was called the Night Sweeper 3000. You do not have a Night Sweeper 3000. That's not even a real broom. It is. It's a... Yeah. You mean Firebolt? No, no, no. The broom that Harry has right Nimbus. now. Nimbus 2001. No, no. The broom that Harry's like something right now. Mm. Mm. Anyways. And say up. Up! Everyone shouted. Harry's broom jumped into his hand at once, but it was one of the few that did. Hermione Granger's had simply rolled over to the... Um, over on the ground, and Neville's hadn't moved at all. Perhaps rooms like horses could tell when you were afraid, thought Harry. There was a quiver, a quaver in Neville's voice that said only too clearly he wanted to keep his feet on the ground. Madame Hooch showed them how to mount their brooms without sliding off the end, and walked up and down the rows, correcting their grips. Harry and Ron were delighted when she told Malfoy he'd, be, he'd been doing it wrongs for years. Now, when I blow my whistle, you kick off from the ground hard, said Madame Hooch. Keep your broom steady, rise a few feet, and then come straight back down by leaning forward slightly. On my whistle, three, two, one. But Neville, Neville, nervous and jumpy and frightened and being, of being left on the ground, pushed off hard before the whistle had touched Madame Hooch's lips. Come back, boy, she shouted, but Neville's was rising straight up like a cork shot out of a bottle. Twelve feet, twenty feet. Harry saw him scared, his white face looked down at the ground, falling away. I saw him gasp, slip sideways off the broom, and wham! A thud and a nasty crack. A thud and a nasty crack, and Neville lay down on the grass. In heap, his broomstick was still rising higher and higher, and started to drift lazily toward the forbidden forest when out of sight. Madame Hooch was bending over Neville, her face as white as his. Broken wrist, broken, broken wrist. Harry heard her mumble, "Mumble, come on, boy, it's all right. Up you get." Um, you know Yes. When I remember her in the version that I read, uh-huh. she was a bit nicer and she didn't have the New York accent. 
Did the book ever state a New York accent? And it's not a New York accent. It's actually a slick accent. It's mm. more tough. Well, I didn't imagine her with that accent. You imagine her talking like this. No, I didn't. Now, really, in the version I read, she was a bit nicer towards Neville when he had. There are no versions. It's not like a. It's not like. A, it's not like a book like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, where there are like fifty. Of, the, when there are like an abridged version, another abridged. No, that's version. that's not true, Sam. Actually, there are multiple versions of this book. That have different, the different printing companies print them differently. Okay, I don't believe you though. Anyways. You should, because I'm not telling the truth. I'm just telling okay. you. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, she turned to the rest of the class. None of you move, none of you is to move while I take this boy to the hospital wing. You leave those rooms where they are, or you'll be put out of Hogwarts before you can say Quidditch. Come on, come on, dearie. Neville, his face tear streaked, clutching his wrist, hobbled off with Madame Hooch, who had her arm around him. No sooner were they out of earshot than Malfoy burst into laughter. Did you did you see his face? The great lump. The other two learned to windows. Shut. Malfoy. Wait, no, that's a trick Shut up, Malfoy. Says Parvati Patil. Ooh, sticking up for long. Ooh, sticking up for long bottom, said Pansy Parkinson. Uh, a hard-faced Slytherin girl. Never thought you like fat little crybabies, Parvati. Look, said Malfoy, starting forward, snatching something off the grass. It's the stupid thing that Longbottom's grand sent him. The remember all glittered in the sun as he held it up. Give it here, said Malfoy, said Harry quick, quietly. Everyone stopped talking to watch. Malfoy's, Malfoy's smiled naturally. I think I'll leave it somewhere for Longbottom to find. How about up a tree? Give it here, said Harry yelled, but Malfoy had leapt onto his broomstick and taken off. He hadn't been lying. He could fly well. Hovering level with the topmost branches of an oak, he called, Come and get it, Potter. Sorry. Come and get it, Potter. Harry grabbed his broom. No, said, shouted Hermione Granger. Madame Hooch told us not to move. You'll get us all into trouble. Harry ignored her. Blood was pounding in his ears. He mounted the broom and kicked hard against the ground. And hey, up, Sam. Up, up he soared. Air rushed through his hair and his robes and whipped onto the onto, out, out behind him. Hey, and Sam. A, a, and, a, and in a rush of fierce joy, he realized he'd found something he could do without being chopped. This was easy. This was wonderful. He pulled back. Hey, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say something that, um, I kind of think that Hermione rather follows rules, like, if there's a choice, like, she could, A, see some, like, one with a bag full of galleons, and they were 
a thief and she could stop him if she just had a broom and she could break a rope. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't. I don't know. Actually, she would. I'm not sure why Hermione's not doing anything. Like, usually she, she would stick up for someone like Neville. Mm, well, yeah, she's just a rule. In this book, she's just a bossy rule following girl. Soon she'll be. No, and no, at the end of the book, she starts to be a less rule following. Mm-hmm. In book seven, she doesn't follow any rules. Uh, he sort air rush. You didn't read book seven yet. Uh, air rush through his hair. I mean, I read multiple previews of it. And his robes whipped out behind him, and in a rush of fierce joy, he found something he could do without being taught. This was easy. This was wonderful. He pulled his broom. Oh wait. Uh, and turned his broomstick sharply to face Malfoy in midair. Malfoy looked stunned. Give it here, Harry yelled, or I'll knock you off that broom. Oh, yeah, said Malfoy, trying to sneer, but he looked wor- looking, but looking worried. Harry knew somehow what to do. He leaned forward and grasped the broom tightly in both hands, and it, and it shot toward Malfoy like a javelin. Uh, Sam? Mm-hmm? Uh, when you're done with that sentence, do you mind um, telling me? Because there's something I need to see. What do you need to see? Oh. Apparently there's something new on Disney Plus. So. Anyways, just finish the sentence. Uh, Malfoy only got out of the way in just in time. Uh, a few people below were clapping. There you go. I'm going with the paragraph. Okay. So... By Sam is getting the motor warmed up for the car... So we can get back to the apartment and out of the studio. So, bye. Thank all of the foreign listeners. So, bye. Have a good day.